0: Come with us, into the wild wood, and find the magic within. Welcome fellow travellers into the Wild Budge, Pagan podcast with your hosts, myself, Lee, Red Oak, and Rev Kai. Hello. 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 Um, yes, thank you for being here. We have God King Cthulhu. You can do that one this week.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: And we have Shreden as cats. I'll do the meow. Um,
1: <laughs> We're silly today. Very silly.
0: We are. We are. Um... All right, so all the usual stuff. Check out the link, link tree in the description. Um, you can join us on the Discord server to have more of a, a discussion about what we talk about here. Carry on. Do all the chats. Um, and give us a thumbs up. Give us a share. Comments. Say something in the, in the live today. Ask questions. All the stuff that you usually do on these things, you know. Yeah. Alright and today we're talking about instant magic myth uh, which is probably going to cover quite a few things. I think the the main um uh, idea behind the show is the the idea that you can just do something and you have instant results from your magic. And this is what people have come to magic and spiritual class believing Um, which becomes a bit difficult at the end of the day. But also we can include Instagram and all of the the nice things like that. Uh, Deb's here and Kerry's here. Hello, hello.
1: Hello. Thank you all for joining us. Um,
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, the instant magic problem. Um, You know, I I always used to say this comes from the idea of being in a fast food society. We have to have things quickly. We have to have them now. And we're kind of like, raised in that way, we, we were directed in our, our society, everything has to be done now, can't be done, to, done tomorrow because, you know, that's a waste of time and a waste of daylight and a waste of energy. Um, and I think that, I used to say that all, all came across into magic, people think that, you know, you just have water and you've got instant, instant results. But I don't think it is. I think it's just um, the mentality of of uh, that people have come to believe, possibly from programs, movies, and things like that, where you don't have to do all this training. Um. But at the same time, you know, we kind of say it's not Harry Potter. But even Harry Potter had to go through all the training to become a wizard.
1: Unless the <laughs> there wouldn't have been books. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. i also encounter this in the art world i have people frequently mm. and and both my parents are professional artists so um i've heard the rant a time or two but i have people frequently say oh you're so talented you were just born with that talent i could never do that and no motherfucker, i worked <laughs> i worked i worked i worked mm. i i spent hours and hours and hours i you know did my practice i did my training i did my studying this skill that you're seeing is not the product of some talent or knack where it was just easy for me i had to work at it i had to develop those skills i had to develop the discipline all of that sort of thing and um it feels invalidating for somebody to say oh you're just naturally good at this i couldn't do that and I know people mean it as a compliment, but it underlies that I that idea that this is not a skill. And mm. I think the same thing is true in magic to a certain degree. It's a skill. It's a bunch of skills, just like any other art. It's called the art magical, the the nameless art, the hidden art, all of those sort of things. It's not called the uh, hidden talent. You know, mm. even though there are gifts in magic things we're just born with but i don't consider those insta magic because you still have to use um, discipline to develop the skills around them you still have to engage with them and develop them some way Um, but i think they're just they're like senses some people are born with better hearing some people are born with better or worse eyesight some people have a really keen sense of smell those sorts of things But yeah, the idea that you can just, um, you know, do some short little ritual or read some incantation out of a book and somehow magically get the cadence and (laughs) the pronunciation right and ta-da, it unlocks all of these powers and suddenly you have all of this power is the only way I know how to describe it because it's not skill at that point and it's Mm -hmm. not talent even it's it's none of those things it's just magical powers in that idea that magic is something you don't have to work for which Mm -hmm. i don't know that that's new it is definitely part of the hollywood storytelling around magic but it was also part of the myth storytelling around magic in the 15th century you know um people with calls all they had to do was have this one thing recited or um you know had to accidentally be baptized in blood or something like that there's all these little tricks that suddenly unlock this door and ta-da magic powers but usually then there's a training montage you know of the person has to go off and learn how to use it that sort of thing so i think that um understanding and experience that there is an initiation at some point for everyone not going to join a coven or anything like that but the gods go bing you wake up and Mm. and you know assign you the task or you suddenly see into the other world there there's some point where you wake up to crap i gotta do magic (laughs) and um you know get launched on that thing but I don't think that comes with instant powers but i think Mm. that is the a likely origin point of there is a seed of true uh truth or experience inside of the myth the legend that is now part of the storytelling
0: yeah uh just a quick one deb asked if we can turn up the volume have we got all the volumes turned up
1: yeah yeah we're all the way up in the red
0: Okay, can't go any higher, sorry. Uh, Richard's here, hi Richard, thanks for joining. Lady Cathera's here, hello, hello. And Luna's here, hello, hello. Hello,
1: hello.
0: All right, Uh, Schrodinger's cat said, I feel like it's less likely to happen instantly, but still possible. It is possible, anything's possible. Um, You know, and I think also, you know, we should probably mention... Those times when you're new to a particular thing and it just all of a sudden happens and it falls into place and you think, wow, this is cool. But then you go the second time and you go do it and you think, well, I've done it now. It's going to happen again and nothing happens. Yeah. Um, And that gets discouraging. But that's usually because you're expecting it. You've got the expectations and trying even, you know, from from that point, from that beginner point right through to where we are, I suppose you could say. Releasing expectation is a very difficult thing, but it's a necessary thing.
1: Yeah, Um, it's a skill you have to develop (laughs) and work on. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. I mean, that beginner's luck phenomenon, that's not just in magic, that's in everything. Mm -hmm. People talk about beginner's luck in gambling and in sports and in everything that is a skill. Because the first time you do it, you get lucky and you manage to do it because you're not holding a bunch of expectation you don't know how it all works you're not trying to micro your manage micromanage your way through it so you can actually fall into the place of innocent luck luck and accomplish those things but i think the big problem is you know this is all fine to to talk about uh where it is in the the myth where it is in our modern stories which are part of our myth making how it relates to um, the initiation experience the problem is that this is used to exploit people who don't know better and we have yeah. this exploitation problem it is rampant anywhere we get anywhere near divination or anywhere near magic and People are leaving organized religions in droves in the last several years. The The cultural tide is, is moving, and um, people are turning to magic and witchcraft and, and paganism and other alternative religions, and look at the wealth of information people have at their fingertips to do so through YouTube, through TikTok, through Twitter, and through Etsy and Instagram where somebody will come along and say, oh, I'm going to take advantage of these people's hope and these people's desire and their lack of knowledge. And that little bit of hopeful story that they saw on some TV show and say, I can sell you this pact, this spell, this magic drink, this snake oil, this magic bean. And all you have to do is X, Y, Z, and suddenly you're, you have massive powers. And.
0: Yeah, sorry, no. actually, I just want <laughs> to butt in there with the pack thing from Etsy. Um, I actually was under the impression that these packs that these people are selling on Etsy was kind of like, they do something for you on your behalf with the spirit that they are, are describing this pact as being created with so as example um, they make a pact with the demon Baal whatever so they would go and they would do something on your behalf talk to the spirit itself to Baal and say x y and z this person would like to be connected with you wants to to, you to teach them through life wants to do this and x X, y and z Uh, they are prepared to give you uh, whatever it is, you know, a normal kind of pact with, that we right. would expect. Um, sort of like a crossroads pact or something like that. Um, and they're, 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 the magician's doing all the work for you. I found out recently that that's not it at all. What's happening is you go and pay, and these packs go up to, I'm talking about rands now, South African rands, up to half a million to a million rand, which is like in the $60,000 range. Yeah, they go up to that price, and all you're getting is a PDF document that has something—a little prayer that you say. You give them something, and the example I I got it was a rose. You give this the spirit, this this deity, a rose, and then you can request everything that you want in life. List everything, and this is your pact. Thinking, what the hell? <laughs>
1: if it worked like that a- nobody would be in poverty anymore no one would have exactly. cancer no one would ever suffer abuse no one would ever be harmed and i mean really and it's not i
0: mean i thought it was bad to start with but it's even worse when i found the reality of it <laughs> and, and,
1: and just the idea that it does work like that that this is this is a viable thing and you can pay so much for it and the way you get it is through a pdf on etsy mm. you know you can look around at the world and see that this is not common knowledge because nobody would would suffer if that were the way it worked mm. but i it just it, it's preying on people it really is it's a very predatory behavior and it really bothers me that it's being done basically in my name because if you yeah. identify as a pagan or a witch or a magic worker or any of that, this kind of stuff is done in your name. Just like the, the predatory behavior of the people who were, you know, oh, the spirits spoke to me about you and you need a reading, my kindly beloved child, whatever. <laughs> you know, readers aren't going out and headhunting clients. They aren't randomly messaging you through Instagram and Facebook Messenger because the ancestors spoke to them and we're like yeah message those 20 people in that comment thread that's what the ancestors are saying and it's 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 really upsetting but it's even more upsetting that the information is such that people are getting away with it frequently it's not just seen as a ridiculous scam people innocent people who obviously just want their lives to be better are being taken because there really is this belief out there that magic doesn't follow those rules that this is the shortcut in life this is the back door
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's that word magic um i think it's we have the stage magic and we have the magic the witchcraft type of magic and i think Because the stage magic has that instant result type of thing, people are kind of taking that and falsely kind of transplanting it into this idea of what magic is. Um, There's probably a few reasons for that, actually.
1: Yeah, many, Um, many um, our kind of magicians have worked hard to separate stage magic from uh, the craft. And stage Mm. magicians have also worked hard to do that for various reasons but like i said i don't think this is a super brand new phenomenon i think that idea that magic is powers gotten for no work i think that is a thread in folklore that goes back quite Mm. some time of course like you know the internet and everything it's been capitalized upon it's been turned into something else at this point
0: yeah. well, I mean, I had one, I had a personal student, I was going back a year or something now, um, who had the idea that I could just initiate them into particular things and they would instantly be able to do it. Yeah, and,
1: you know, it's that.
0: Initiate them into divination, initiate them into ancestral worship. No, it's, not like that. it's that same idea. Work, you
1: know? Yeah. Even if yeah. it's not um, getting power through a pact, it's getting power through a teacher it's it's having powers bestowed upon you and you know some Mm -hmm. initiation rituals i've read that's the language it really is Mm. that language is in there but hopefully uh in the tradition you've had some training beforehand that explains you know that's not the way to interpret it the way to interpret it is um now you have the keys to begin a serious study of kind of thing
0: yeah, I think that's the thing sorry everybody I'll get to the, the chat just now um, but I, th- I think that that's the whole thing is that um, in certain initiations you get connected to a particular current or an mm. within a group and you therefore have access to those things but it doesn't mean you have the instant ability you've you still got to develop the ability yeah you don't have mastery. mastery yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It, there's no mastery on day one there's being mm-hmm. let into the dojo, the dojo.
0: No. Yeah. yeah. All right, let me go over to the chat. Uh Kerry said, I've had an affinity for magic for a while, but I'm still not great at it. If my interest brought instant talent, I'd be a great D by now. I'm not sure what the D is. Great D, great D. Don't know. I'm gonna say great witch, great magician. There we go. Um, yeah. Yeah, same. Um,
1: if it was just enthusiasm and interest man i'd rule the world <laughs> yeah,
0: i would be the brain yeah
1: <laughs> i mean I, you know I, I'd, Except it would have succeeded. <laughs> i'd be like collateral just living in the woods chilling in immortality knowing all the magic things and and scrying in the water all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> Or in a library somewhere. If yeah. only. Needs if only that would the way it
0: worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deb said, after watching your chats, I realized practicing witchcraft is more than saying a few incantations. It is a lifestyle. Yeah, which
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um Richard said, even the fact that these Etsy things are out there means that some desperate people have actually fallen for it or have more money than common sense that's the problem um, and people still fall for the, the you know the whole, all the nigerian scams and stuff like that where you know they send you an email saying that um they've got this relative that uh died and needs to pass on 24 million dollars i think the highest i ever got to 20 20 20 trillion or something um you know you can earn this much if you just channel it through and you know all of those scams people still fall with them because people people have hope they have they're, they're, a lot of people are still desperate and you yeah know, they need life to get better yeah so they'll try anything which is you know, people are taking advantage of it
1: yeah and, and that happens all over everywhere so this is our one yeah. little effort to try to help people not fall prey to these scams because it don't work like that it doesn't matter Mm. uh, you know the promises they make there is no um, instant powers no matter what it is you got to work at it you got to develop skills you've got to put in the time you've got to put in the hours you've got to put in the focus and the work and the dedication and the study that's the only way you get better at whatever we're talking about under the giant umbrella of magic because it's a huge huge umbrella of things we're talking about there's no Mm. instant powers and and there's no like you know do this ritual and the next day thousands of dollars appears in your bank account kind of stuff there's no do this ritual and the next day the person you like falls in love with you none of that
0: well there's a lot There's a lot of the uh, New Age Manifestation crowd on YouTube that uh, promise those things, and it happens to them apparently.
1: Yeah, but they don't, I mean, I'm not with the New Age worldview and and movement mm. and that sort of thing, but they don't promise day one, learn about technique, day two, wake up and have it. They have a a process, a skill set to develop a thing you do over a period of time which mm. i don't agree with i still think it's kind of a con but it's not this receive results within 24 hours sign up here with blood kind of thing
0: you know mm. Mm. uh Jono is here hello Jono. Uh, i see luna and Jono are getting all lovey-dovey down there um luna said yes my dearest i feel very drawn to your name That's why I'm here watching you live. What is your star sign? (laughs) This is when you know some poor, genuine reader has had their IG account hacked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and when they duplicate you, the first thing they do is block your original account so you can't see it. Mm. And you can't report it or anything. And then you get all these people who are like, I paid you. Oh, honey, you didn't. You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then you know. Then your yeah. names down the tubes and you can figure about doing that for us, yeah. 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 Um oh Kerry said it, what I corrected. I meant uh I'd be a god by now. Yes, okay. Yeah, a god by now.
1: Yeah, you, I I agree you with
0: are. that. You no, know, you are. Um at what viewpoint you take. Um we all we're all divinity, so yeah, it just takes what to get to that realization.
1: That, those great godly powers that magically yeah. appear. I mean, I, I try really hard not to use magic in that sense to talk about magic powers and getting something for nothing, but those are viable definitions of that word in our language today, in English mm. at least, and I pretty sure it translates over into other languages that kind of usage and that kind of understanding so Mm. you know there's a problem right there which is why you hear so many um, workers talk about practicing the craft or you know they're disciples of the nameless art that sort of thing and don't use the word magic unless it's within circles Mm. of people who know what you're talking about because to the general public, it tends to mean this kind of uh, get something for nothing kind of stuff.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, my, my favorite always used to be the working witch. I completely and utterly misinterpreted that at the beginning. I always thought it was a witch who had a day job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to balance the two lines. <laughs> Craig is here, hello Craig, Uh joining, yeah I was going to say them just now and now it's gone (laughs) getting
1: old. Well the other thing I think um, we're seeing, I mean obviously with the World Wide Web and all of the social media platforms, everyone has the potential to have a voice Nobody is um, unable to share their opinions on anything. So we have a great proliferation of information, and we also have a great proliferation of opinion. And I don't think that we are real good about discerning what's opinion and what's not. What's information? What's fact? In general, just humans were not that great at it we're not wired that way we if we have a a question we seek an answer and often we appeal to authority somebody we respect that we think knows more than us and that's enough we stop there um because that results in our survival most of the time but in the the great um swampy mireland that is the internet there's a lot of leeches in those waters and they're very murky and the more we reduce the sound bite the content the more we we shorten it up and we make it smaller and more branded and more catchy and more like an advertisement the less room we have for any kind of nuance in there and i would say one Mm. of the core things you learn as a magic practitioner is life is fucking chocked full of nuance the land is different here than it is here than it is here than it is here than it is here when you contact you know whatever power it's a little bit different every time because you have to adjust for the weather and everything else going on around you there is so much nuance so much nuance your interaction with this spirit is different than your interaction with this spirit and you learn that everybody has a unique life and a unique story that needs to be woven together in order for their magic to work And for you to be able to work with them so that tendency towards the shorter form information and the acceptance of opinion as fact which i'm not like blaming anybody or anything like that just saying this is something we humans do it doesn't um brew good magic tea it doesn't make for good magicians we don't see Mm. the old magicians like agrippa and you know plato and all of those stuff they don't talk about hey get it done as fast as you possibly can just do these 10 things in this list and, and get on with it zoom 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 no they talk about lifetimes of study they talk about mm. you know spending hours and days and months and meditation none of it points to quick fast hurry go through you know get as much as you can and and narrow it and distill it down it's always look deeper look more broadly spend more time
0: yeah. that's actually one of the things i remember reading in uh, one of william gray's books um, was the whole idea that um, a century or two ago uh, you know somebody would focus their entire life on just pursuing one particular aspect of a study mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's it's something within alchemy, not alchemy, a whole of alchemy, just one tiny little aspect within alchemy. They would they would dedicate their entire life just to that pursuit. Whereas nowadays we have to try and consume everything. We have to have knowledge of everything. And this this is partly why we have to try and get everything done now, because there's so much to try and get through. Oh,
1: so yeah. we forget
0: we forget that, you know. I mean, I I was talking about this um, in regards to meditation, how to increase the, the time of your meditation. If you were to add one minute to your meditation every month, that seems like a hell of a long time to try and get to, say, a 20 or 30 minute meditation from 15 or 10 minutes. But it would only take about a year and a half. Yeah,
1: it's not that bad.
0: And it's really not that long. I mean, if you consider an entire lifetime, 20, 30 years, just on that one pursuit of increasing your meditation one minute every month for 20, 30 years, that's like six or five or six hours of meditation a day. You know, yeah, it's a hell of a long, long addition. But we don't think in those terms of one year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. We think tomorrow, I've got to get it done now so that tomorrow, You know i'm a better person but you know i think it's that it's our society we've got to do everything now it's just
1: yeah we have time um, squeezing now we don't have enough time Mm. for for the plethora of things um I, i feel that quite frequently i i have these these times where i'm sitting there like okay i have 28 books i'd really like to read this week yeah you know that's ridiculous am I going to assimilate that information and actually understand it, even if I could do that? No. I mean, just, there's an upper limit, you know, on on, on mm. assimilating and understanding and really getting that knowledge in. But yeah, that time pressure, that's a problem. But what you were talking about with um, being able to focus on just one thing, just one aspect of something, I think part of the reason... We don't feel that that's an option is because we don't have community the way we did before we can't go to yeah. somebody else and say hey you're the specialist in whatever i don't need to know everything but i need a, enough information to slot it into this work that i'm doing and mm. then they can tell you and then somebody can come to you for whatever your specialization is because you're in a community and you're all working together and you know with all of the scammers out there and the people that are just selling shit to make a buck quite clearly, um, as you shared in your example this morning on the server, um, you know, that, that was a a marketing pitch, not a lesson in magic. Mm -hmm. And that's all over everywhere too. It's really hard to feel like it's safe to be part of a community. If those are the people that mm. you encounter even if you get two or three genuine people but you get 10 of those people it it's hard to feel safe it's hard to feel like you could uh, trust part of your knowledge to other people because that's what we're talking about even though mm. we regularly do that when we don't know the other people if you watch a TikTok and go oh yeah that's right you're trusting part of your knowledge to that person because you accepted what they said as right and we do it with books all the time all sorts of ways but we have a really hard time doing it in person and Mm -hmm. i think you know that's not helpful i i understand the reasons for it i have a hard time with it too i'm not saying go out and trust everybody but i do think that would be um a good connection point for online community Because we talk a lot about, you know, the frustrations of not being able to build a physical community. Because, I mean, on top of all of the trust and the fit and everything else, you got to be within driving distance. (laughs) Just, there is a geographical restriction there. And you don't get to decide who is within driving distance of you. It's not like you can take a survey and just place yourself on the earth in the greatest magical community ever. We get what we get so i think you know online starting to build those connections and build those communities um, pushing through that problem in, that we have in the overculture, and find ways to make those connections i think those are what will carry paganism witchcraft whatever forward into the next 20 30 years because hey, we're going online, folks. There's uh, (laughs) no denying it at this point. Um, We build our communities online now. And yes, we need physical communities also, but we're probably not going to find it on the topic of the nameless art. So we have to find ways to connect with people and build that trust, because that's what what is the foundation of a community, and if we want to be able to pursue the development of magic the way that our ancestors did, the way that you know these these giants whose shoulders we stand on were developing magic, we have got to be able to trust other people to help us do it, because no mm-hmm. none of us can do it alone.
0: Only yeah. well, it is difficult to try and figure out who we can trust and who we can't. He's just talking a load of rubbish off the
1: time.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Debs asked, uh, when does one become a witch? Uh, uh it depends on it is a tough question. I think it largely also depends on your understanding of the definition or your um, interpretation of what a witch actually is, uh, because you. Could say as soon as you go outside, and you plant a tree in in honor of Gaia or um, you know the, the Earth Mother or something like that. Then you're a witch. Other um, people, it would be completely different. You have to become initiated into some kind of uh, either through the the White Thread or the Red Thread. Um, you know, so yeah, difficult.
1: I there's two sides to that because there is the understanding within yourself that you are authentically a witch and you don't feel like that's an imposter thing. And then there's Mm. the community that reflects it back to you and accepts that. Yeah, you're right. Um, I've told the joke a couple of times, but in heathen circles, you're only a gozar when you can stand up in front of your community and say, I'm a gozar and nobody laughs. Mm. You know, that's, that's the line. And, that's nebulous it really is because you got to figure it out in you your community's got to see it reflected in your work and reflect it back to you and um there's always bumps in the road they don't align this is not a smooth curve where they just come together because you're gonna do something and stuff and think yeah i'm really great at it and then you're gonna have a bottom out and think what am i doing this is all ridiculous i can't do any of this and mm-hmm if you're progressing you'll do that again and again and again with each new skill because that's that's part of how we learn skills and if you're working within a community the community itself is flexible and constantly changing there are always people coming in and people going out it's not a set thing unless you're like within a tradition that has markers and a ceremony that says hey we recognize you as a witch now which is always really nice but that's not by and large the experience of most people in paganism these days so Mm. you know different people will have different lines they will have different criteria for themselves for others for the work reflected in the community but it's really one of those things that it's just going to have to be um, when you can stand in front of your peers and confidently say you are and nobody laughs Mm.
0: thank you all uh, right, Jono said, uh, magic skill takes time to master. What do you think about the opposite problem? Holding ourselves back because of lack of confidence, people telling us we're not ready, and other gatekeeping kind of stuff. Um, you yeah, know, very much what you actually said just now as well. Um, you know, you're going to go through those periods where you feel confident, and then all of a sudden you I can't do this. Well, what am I doing? Well, I've I've been, I go through constantly. In fact, in the past, in the past few weeks, I've been questioning, why am I doing a YouTube channel? Why am I trying to teach people? Because I'm, I don't know any of this stuff. I mean, what's going on in my head that I actually think I can do this? And I have my doubts, I have my lack of confidence. uh, And then I give myself a kick in the butt. But you know, (laughs) it happens.
1: Yeah. Um, I do think confidence is a skill you develop. And it's a a necessary magical skill, just like meditation and and many other things. Um, Learning to rely on your magic, learning to have confidence in yourself. But um, gatekeeping stuff, that's kind of a different thing. Because on the one hand, I do think gatekeeping is good. Um, And that's not Mm -hmm. an opinion a lot of people have. But they're closed practices. Somebody has to keep that gate. There are communities that need to be protected from pedophiles and scammers and these predatory people selling the instant magic, right? That's a good yeah. gatekeeping. But I assume you're talking about, you know, the um, the gatekeepy stuff on the internet where people are just uh, telling you, uh, you know, you can't do this because whatever arbitrary things. And that's part of the mired swamp of the internet full of shit i mean Mm. you know people aren't by and large well educated and um self-aware most people are asleep um they're operating Mm. from unconscious motivations they don't take the time to examine their own motivations and, and try to be authentic and speak from authenticity although that's something you got to do if you're going to do magic. So, you know, we see all sorts of weird stuff online. But being a magic worker means listening to other people, yet understanding that it's not about you. Because it's never about you. Everybody is out yeah. there acting out their own myths, their own stories of pain and healing. They are the center of their world. and. It ain't about you. Even if somebody's out here, you can't do this, and da-da-da-da-da. They're really talking about themselves, you know, and, and learning to listen to other people and interact with them and yet take none of it personally. Another skill you gotta develop. Um, and be able to deal with it. So on the one hand, you know, yeah, it's it's a mess to be wading through the swamp and trying to find community and everything else. But, um, you know, you'll just have to develop the, the magical equivalent of waiters so your feet don't get rotted out.
0: Actually, that question of gatekeeping came up in one of our shows a long time ago. And I remember you actually said something which was really good. Um, we, you may come across somebody who says, don't do X, Y, and Z and the reason they're saying that is because they know how dangerous it is is, and they're trying to protect you so if you ask ask them why if they refuse to answer you then they're being idiots but if they actually do want to help you and protect you they are telling you this because of you know the protective and protective reasons and they're probably going to explain why um it's gatekeeping. A lot of people take that as gatekeeping. Um, and I think that, that word's just become one of those things that, uh, you know, oh, you're gatekeeping me because you said I cannot do this. Probably a reason why, you know, that person said that, but ask them why.
1: Yeah, I think it's always better to try to engage in discussion because that's where you really learn stuff, in my opinion. Uh, mm. Just, you know, listening to somebody's headlines, I don't think really helps either party but being able to have that discussion and talk about things and you know there are absolutely some magical practices that i have told people don't do this and Mm -hmm. because i did it and had really bad repercussions it did not go well for me and i don't want to see anybody else hurt and of course Mm -hmm. if somebody wants to talk to me about it i will absolutely share that why why wouldn't i you know but i don't see that as gatekeeping but then again there are things i do that that i purposely do as gatekeeping i make sure that people in my community aren't pedophiles i do background checks mm-hmm. if, if they're going to come to public events i want to know i don't think that's a bad use of that gatekeeping and yes there have been times where i've found people that we would not want in our community and me and a couple of other nice big burly guys went and had a conversation with them about hey you're not going to be here you're not going to come around you're not going to get involved in this mm. community
0: yeah uh all right should we take a break there's quite a few things in the chat so we can come back to some good questions and comments and yep. take a break go top up the coffee yes it's finished um all right don't go anywhere try some more questions or comments in the chat if you want to and we'll get to them all after the break
1: all right be right back
0: Welcome back to the Wildwood, and we're talking about Insta Magic and such things. Um, Let me go straight to the comments. Uh, Kerry is the next one. I've been told more by spirits to worry more about being a good person than a good witch. It's a bummer to hear, but probably for the best, if I had my way, I'd live a fantasy and never come back, I think. A lot of people have the, yeah. the same desire. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But but I agree. Actually, I, I've also been um, told by the spirits that it's more important to be a good person than to be good at magic. Oh,
0: um, actually, I'm trying to think of the name of it now. But the term used. Um, it came onto TikTok uh, a year or two back. Probably still do it. A lot of the teenagers were doing it, um, but it really is going into a fantasy world. You can oh yeah go and meet um, Harry Potter or whoever from your your favorite story. And and I was reading a lot upon this, and I'm forgetting all the terms, but there was something where you actually transplant your consciousness into this other body, and you do not come back. Yeah. Um. And. It's just to escape this reality, which is what's that point most it's quite, where it's
1: quite sad, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand, though. The same reason we mm. talked about desperate people that get scammed. Yeah, People want a way out because they're desperate, because it's, it's rough. It's really rough. Mm. But, yeah, I'd, I'd go live in a fantasy and never come back if I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Luna said with I'm convinced that you're bending time considering how much you seem to accomplish each week. The hour's astrology, countless books, divination, and all of the tool cleansing, etc. Um, I'm not sure if this is related. The book Spellbound, I think it has a red cover, hardback. Uh, make some interesting points about using hyper reality on the Meta Net to do magic. Seeing as we're talking about magic being online, okay, two different things there. All right. So first of all, yes, five okay, bends time. Yep. We uh, you know that already. <laughs> that is something
1: I have purposely done magic for for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. When I first got into magic as a child, teenager. Um, Once I figured out this was a real thing and I could do it, I didn't have a lot of doubts that it was a real thing because my dad's quasi-magician kind of reader person. Um, But the first thing I went after was, how do I make it so I can study more? And I have done tons of work towards that in especially permanent alterations to myself to be able to study more because that's my goal um you know Mm. reading more books learning more things Uh, so yeah and i've absolutely worked on bending time it's a big part of my magic um but you know i don't accomplish a lot else i don't have a day job outside of studying magic and doing divination that's it that's all i do uh, my partner supports me financially 100%. I do take care of the house. That's our deal. Um, not always been our deal. We've switched places over the years doing different things. But uh, mostly I just study magic and do divination and, and that sort of thing. And really, that's that's it. And I know that's not a position that a lot of people are able to be in. So I know that is a privileged yeah. position, too. To be able to to have that freedom, to spend my time on that sort of thing, so it, it does make a difference.
0: We should do another show on time. We've always got lots to say about Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's interesting or... and I think useful, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So the second part of that was the book Spellbound. Um. Make some interesting points about using hyper reality on the meta net to do magic, Uh seeing as we're talking about magic being online. I haven't read that book.
1: Yeah, I don't recognise that book
0: else. either.
1: Bye.
0: Do we have an author?
1: Cha on Ku. Probably pronounced that wrong. Spellbound, A New Witch's Guide to Crafting the Future. i have to check that out.
0: Because I'm very much into incorporating a lot of online stuff into magic and everything at the moment. Yeah.
1: Very cool recommendation. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I need to make a note. Please hold. I need to make a note. <laughs> I've got lots and lots of pieces of paper over here for all different things. Um uh, about... about okay. Right.
1: All Next. our professionalism uh, drops when we get a new book. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> you add it to the list. Add it to the list.
0: New books, new books.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can tell what our priorities are. <laughs> We love you all, and thank you very much for a new book recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, And and there are more and more people coming out with books and, and blogs and works like that that are talking about magic online. I think it's really fascinating watching it develop it's it's amazing because of course magic is going to move online of course we're going to figure out how to work magic in the online world Mm. i mean it's magic it's alive it's going to do that
0: Mm. Uh, the thing i find strange with that is i mean it was around about the 90s when you know the internet was starting to to get a bit more popular and people were starting to bring up phones and um, and we, we had this boom of techno-paganism, mm. and then it kind of all sort of, I don't know if it drops off, but I think the that interest kind of faded a bit. Um, but we now get cyber witches and everything else, but it's just not as apparent as it was in the 90s.
1: I think after the, that techno-paganism, it turned to urban paganism and urban witchcraft for a while. Do you remember mm. that in there in the early 2000s? Where it was really the focus on
0: urban shamanism, yeah,
1: yeah. being in the city and dealing with not being in nature, and Mm. I saw a lot of the same people that were part of that early techno pagan label, whether they claimed it or not. But you know, we're working in that field, go through that that urban paganism field too. Mm. Just Mm. enjoy it, find it fascinating. Yeah, it's. Fascinating stuff. I love seeing everybody's work.
0: Mm. All right. God Kim imposter syndrome isn't forever. Question? No. No? Okay.
1: I mean, it's, it's recurrent, but it's not eternal. Mm. And, um, imposter syndrome is, is, I think one of those flags that comes up that says it's time to, spend more time looking inside and analyzing yourself and, and knowing yourself there's something that's not quite put together here so turn around, look inside, figure it out then go back focus outside and it's always a dance back and forth you know, you're going to learn and grow and then you're going to have to go back and look at how you learned and grew and, and unpick it and reweave it the way you want it and then do it again so on and so forth and imposter syndrome will come up in that process and you know one of the ways to cure imposter syndrome or i guess i shouldn't use cure but maybe um get off the internet um comparison always breeds competition and uh you know that's not online you're seeing everybody's highlight reels you're not seeing the terrible parts of their life you're not seeing the struggles that they're facing you're not seeing all of the the downsides and the internal dialogue of you know i'm not good enough for this i shouldn't be doing this i can't believe people think i'm an expert in this all that stuff you just don't see it online but everybody's going through it which is Mm. another reason to be in community is to be able to talk to people about that and hopefully Mm. the people in the community are authentic enough and feeling uh, safe enough in a you know a place where they can be trusted to share those vulnerable moments
0: hmm. right Jono said uh, how do we know the difference between being knowledgeable and being a know-it-all yeah, in, in another witchy community I told someone that uh, scrying by staring into the stunt sun was stupid I felt like an elder um, Hmm. <laughs> sun gazing is actually a real thing, though. <laughs> so is it, so is um exposing your your genitals to the sun in the morning, but I don't do that. So um.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of bristle at the know it all thing because um that's a very common thing hurled against autistic people because we mm. info dump and we don't communicate according to the same rules uh, that neurotypical people use for socializing and so you know and there's plenty of autistic people that are into magic because they have high pack high pattern recognition skills that's one of the markers for autism and that makes you a diviner <laughs> those two mm-hmm. things i mean it's one of those oh I'm just naturally good at it type of things and and usually that opens the door for a lot of autistic people into the worlds of magic and all of that sort of stuff divination is that doorway through there so and there's more to divination than that I'm just talking about beginning stages but I think for a lot of people the difference between being knowledgeable and perceiving someone else as knowledgeable perceiving someone else as a know-it-all is um how you feel about them do you think they're a nice person you, then you think they're knowledgeable mm. do you think they're an asshole then you think they're a know-it-all it's <laughs> true yeah you know
0: yeah just kind of like an impression you get from a person um because i mean coming back to that uh, video that i posted on the Discord server. i don't i mean i don't even think he's a know-it-all i think it's an idiot but he's got a big community and they all think he's knowledgeable so mm-hmm. they like him yeah well um, and I, yeah probably just rolled to that.
1: there's always the unsolicited advice aspect but that's another thing about the internet is there's a good chunk of people that believe that if you go online and you post something you're asking for advice mm-hmm. and there's a good chunk of people that believe that if you go online and you post something, you're not asking for advice. And it's not like these people have neatly separated themselves into the two camps where they can follow their social conventions and not bother each other. No, they're constantly butting heads. It's like, um, you know, ask culture and guess culture. Uh, The same problem. It's these assumptions about the expected behaviors within a given social atmosphere. So, you know you might find yourself um talking to someone and think that they're asking for advice and they think you're a know-it-all because they were not asking for advice at all uh so it there's all of that stuff too and again it comes down to make connections with people have conversations with people build trust build relationships because then you can have that conversation and and they can be like yo stop i wasn't asking for advice i didn't want you to fix it and you can be like oh I'm sorry, I didn't realize that is there a way you can tell me that so I don't do that in the future, you know and then mm. you get that's how you build relationships, that's how you communicate
0: mm. uh, Deborah said telling someone they're stupid is not such um, about that now um, Richard said staring into the sun obviously she can't see a problem after being blinded and uh to don't cause you with the act of staring into the sun is it seriously damages your eyes all right i think we've got that cleared up anyway um let's see craig uh i've heard of a certain occult society having something called an ins- insubordinate who literally made a fool of you if you made wild claims of great magical feats. Each person was assigned their own insubordinate. Hmm. And I like that, it's kind of like uh, going back to um, the jester uh, in the court.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. in heathenry we have um, a person, a role, uh, usually called a thule or a thyle, and their job is to challenge authority and challenge boasts and challenge oaths and make sure people aren't talking out their ass um whether that's you know somebody who's brand new or whether that's the chieftain or the godhar or the leader or whatever that's their job Mm -hmm. to say hey no and especially when it comes to oaths over the horn they protect everyone's weird by being like that is too big of an oath. We're not doing that. That, you know, yeah. that is not reasonable. You can't fulfill that. We're not doing that. That kind of thing.
0: Um, Deb, Deb asked, "How do you bend time?" Uh, I think we need to do a show on time again. um very, Because you, you actually... Very
1: carefully. Try not to get creases in it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but you.
0: Oh, yeah but you you do it very interestingly you you go into pockets of time if i remember correctly
1: yeah that's one thing i, mean, I like bend, to do my, bend,
0: my bending time usually means um speeding up or slowing it down but then it's got to on the other side It's got to do the opposite just to balance everything out. yeah
1: um, I, I speed it up and slow it down I, I like stretching into pockets of time i like folding things together and kind of um Restitching, weird in the past so the time flows differently it's a lot of things a lot of things and it's all very esoteric to talk about that mm. it's possible it's malleable physical space is malleable time is malleable
0: mm. in a way yeah, um, all right, so linear yeah. fixed time
1: doesn't linear exist. Linear
0: time. Yeah. Alright, so we'll talk about that at some stage. Bring in another show. We're going to do another show on Fight and Free Will as well. I think you can see that again. Oh, it's a, a good uh,
1: debate.
0: Oh yeah. Fight and Free Will is a lovely show. I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kerry, uh, I would love to hear a talk about time magic. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, we're gonna do that. We've got uh, that, that on the on the schedule. Um Luna. Uh oh, Cherry and Koo, author of the spellbound book. I like if I said that right. Um, if anyone's interested, watch and read. Is that the same author you yeah? You yeah, talking? that's the one I found. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Please hold. I don't
1: where's
0: my <laughs> pen gone. Oh, it's in my hand. Um <laughs> it's, it's like, where's my glasses? They're on your head, it's too idiot. Yeah.
1: I'm looking for my phone All right. with my phone. <laughs> Where's my phone? Got the light on, I can't <laughs> see Andrea. Hold on Oh
0: yeah. All right, Sappho is here. Hello, Sappho. Hello, hello. Yeah, we're a bit crazy today okay luna uh thanks for the confirmation about bending time i kind of figured it was a real thing as i had a few odd experiences with time myself definitely need more study time here i'm so good at time okay <laughs> yeah, so another, another vote for the time show. um craig said yep i practice urban voodoo something a bit more relevant to my surroundings Ooh um oh no manage oh sorry this is continuing so i'm so good at time management that i'm watching five minutes behind as i had to order take out during the break and it took longer than I'd in envisaged in, in
1: so you can just put us on two times speed and you'll catch up because i do yeah. that all the time when i watch live videos
0: um. This is where this is where you're really bending time because you can pause us you can speed us up you can even slow us down if you want to
1: yeah
0: um, although that might disturb some people means yep. yes. um and Deborah said pop balls <laughs> I'm not sure what that's in reference to but go Deb
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um all right Luna uh, we haven't heard from the sun starer for a very long time only assume she can't see to type now.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh <clears throat> that was <throat> that was primo. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: Sappho, um how on earth claiming to be a know it all is a good thing? Um I wouldn't want that personally. My craft comes with a huge caveat, uh, this might not work for putting the blank weasel. True? Yeah. Uh, keep me far away from being a know-it-all. Uh, I don't know. Some people are good at being know-it-all and they're quite handy. It's like a, a jack-of-all-trades type of thing. Um, yeah, that like place.
1: I do think know-it-all is a disparaging epithet, generally speaking a way Mm. to to put someone down for being Mm. knowledgeable or sharing information wanted or unwanted it it depends but
0: But it's usually that that sort of jack of all trades things where where you Mm -hmm. kind of know something but you don't really know it um you just know a little tip but
1: yeah and then i mean like i talked about you know Know-it-all is regularly flung at autistic people. There's also lots of people with ADHD and a big Venn diagram there um, in the magical community. And one trait of ADHD is hyper-focus and knowledge exhaustion. That's that falling down that rabbit hole and learning everything you can and being hyper-focused on this topic for a couple of months to a year. And then you kind of like hit your own threshold of mastery i've learned enough it's no longer a challenge and it loses interest and you go on to the next shiny and i know lots of people um with adhd that are definitely jack of all trades kind of people you know Mm -hmm. they've done this and they've done this hobby and they've done this and they've done this and they've researched this and on and on and on and on and it's because they're engaging in that hype uh hyper focus dopamine mining I tried to say the th- same two words at the same time talk about being autistic mm. uh, <laughs> just gotta smash them together screw time we'll just say things all at once uh so you know that's that's a common thing too and there are absolutely people that are coming into uh magical and pagan communities that are doing the hyper focus thing this is currently their hyper focus they're going to delve into it and they're only going to do it for a while might be a couple of months might be a couple of years but then they're going to hit a point where it's not a challenge to them anymore and it's not providing those dopamine rewards it's not interesting and they're going to leave and go on to something else and that's fine i have no problem with that Mm. um not that any of us can identify necessarily who is doing that when but it's definitely something that happens
0: but I do that a lot, and I also find that um, particular topics kind of stick, but they don't stick for long periods of time.
1: Uh-huh.
0: They go in cycles. Uh-huh. So you know, I'll study the one that I keep coming back to, which is evident, is um tall tick um So I'll I'll get like completely and utterly involved in this studying bath again, and then it will last maybe four, five, six months, uh and then I'll move on to something else. But it keeps cycling back, and I think we, all these things keep cycling back, so each time I keep adding more and more onto uh, what, I, what I made previously. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. yeah. I described uh,
0: that. I, very to... much a person, really.
1: I describe that to people as um, magic is so vast that no matter what you do, you have to jump in the pool and swim around. Mm. There's There's a whole bunch of points to start. Just pick one. And you're going to have to just come back to these topics again and again and again because every time you come back you're going to learn more because it's all interwoven and you have to know about this and this and this to know about this but you got to start somewhere. So you got to just jump in and and swim around a bunch and you're going to circle back again and again and again and you'll understand a little better every time.
0: I think those cycles are important because as you, you cycle through one thing and then you cycle through the next thing while you're doing that you're absorbing what you've what you've studied and everything on this one Mm
1: -hmm. and then you come
0: back after you've you've done the absorption Um, and studying other things starts to make um, previous examinations and studies uh, a bit easier and simpler and more understandable usually so yeah it all this is at the end of the day
1: Yeah. yeah and and that's the reason for you know once a year or so, you need to go back to the basics. You need to go back to the beginner stuff and review your your very very basic practices. Start with breathing day one kind of stuff and go back to it because that really improves your skills. That really because you're you're shoring up that foundation. You're getting those those solid base skills um, really well refined and developed, and that makes everything else yeah. easier
0: actually one of my um my private students i I recommended that they do 15 minutes of still meditation where you do not move a muscle for 15 minutes um and i I said i said that i'll do it as well because it's actually interesting to go back and do those practices again to see if the the muscles are still there
1: uh-huh.
0: um so i started that this morning and was like ah right. Wow. Need to practice again to get the muscles going. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. I I find that yeah. frequently when it's you know I realize ah I really need to I need to go back and review some basic stuff and every once in a while I'll find one like oh I have forgotten how to do this and I am crap at it now. <laughs> you know I really need to to focus in on whatever this particular skill is and and build those muscles back up again.
0: Mm-hmm we have kind of gone off topic actually but
1: uh
0: yeah, yeah. it's kind of now.
1: a, a right wide-ranging topic day
0: <laughs> yeah uh i almost said thank you that the time's two speed i'm such a large oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> kerry uh yep magic has definitely been a high focus for me i haven't exhausted it yet i just changed topics within magic currently on astral projection yeah
1: yeah, I mean that's one of the fun parts of, of magic and witchcraft. There is an endless supply of topics you can hyper focus on.
0: <laughs>
1: I will uh, not lie and say that that is definitely a contributor to the reason I am still a witch, <laughs> because when I'm 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 fed up or or not getting the the interest out of whatever topic, I can just be like, and look over here. Ooh, cool, do shiny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um oh uh, John, here we go. Um I love that the Dunning Kruger effect has been brought into common conversation on any subject people don't know enough to understand how little how little they know. Um I look for that character flaw in myself.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's important because we're all susceptible to it. Part of that is
0: self-examination. So Deb said uh, I lost my sight in my right eye in 2005, joking about being a blind is not cool.
1: Mm. I understand that. I'm sorry it offended you, but staring at the sun is a guaranteed way to lose sight. It it, it will damage your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why you should not look at an eclipse when with you know without some kind of viewing apparatus to to reflect the light in a different way because you will damage your retinas straight up
0: Well mm-hmm. you burn your eyes on. even stare at camera for too long yep yeah
1: mm-hmm. any kind of high contrast stuff like that can cause serious damage permanent damage
0: mm-hmm. Uh Cray said I remember the owner of an occultist shop telling me that the focus would go and leave be- behind a constant flow of magic with less attention needed to perform it. Uh it would become a second sense. Yeah, I, read something like
1: yeah. I mean it it, it kind oh. of can. as your skill develops it gets easier to do things without nearly as much What's the word I want to use? Active focus. Intense focus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it does does become a, a second sense. But you still need to brush up on your base skills. You still need to return and and make sure all that stuff's working. And sometimes you return to your basics and you're like, yeah, I got this. I'm really good at this. And you don't spend any time mm-hmm. on it at that time. You find something else everybody's different in their progress and their journey and and that sort of thing i mean i i liken it all the time to working out at the gym because it's that same Mm. kind of thing you need to go and you repeat form really matters practice really matters and people have different goals and people have different bodies that they're working with is the raw material material so Mm. you know we're we're all using the same equipment we're all doing the same kinds of stuff but we do have different goals and we do have different raw materials to work with and some of us are going to be better at some things than others and some of us don't even want certain exercises because they don't help our goals so you know that i think part of being a good magic worker is figuring out what in the world those goals are that all takes us a while um so you can refine your practice to accomplish your goals but Sometimes the point is to practice magic because it makes you feel good. That's a mm. perfectly fine goal, too.
0: And I think that also comes back to um, the idea of being in the community and you know, being able to rely on other people for their skills rather than the idea that you have to have all of the skills yourself, yeah. um, which is a possibility at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I think one of the the biggest questions I always get is, I want to contact the spirit, how do I do it? Um, And I always kind of think to myself, if you don't know how to contact that spirit, you don't know how to contact any spirits. And that's because you don't know that you have to go through all the foundational stuff to begin with. Uh, um, and this is also uh, another problem because we go onto the internet we go onto youtube and I've, this doesn't just you know revolve around things like demonology and, and content to demons this is every religion i've seen it especially in hindu uh tradition where we get told if we repeat this mantra for so many times we are going to become rich and people do this they, they don't consider that there's all this other stuff that you have to do you have to develop um the meditation you have to develop the breath work you have to develop trance work you have to develop the actual communication um you know how to work with energy not just say the words and do the actions but actually how does the energy flow what happens and everything else um so it's just a case of seeing a video you look at the sigil you say these words and all of a sudden bada boom bada bing you are rich and this yeah. is this is a problem well because now it's the spirit all the context it do it
1: that's the same thing as people trying to do grimoire magic without understanding all of the foundation mm-hmm. and basic skills behind it um just like if you um you know don't know the basics of cooking you have a hard time reading a recipe because when they say fold in the cheese you have no idea how to fold in the cheese right uh you just you just fold it in um all those sorts of things there are these these basic skills that a lot of people expect you to know when they're at the level of this is a sigil this is the end this is the you know the herb offering this is the incense that's the stuff we write down because that's the stuff we don't remember the stuff we don't write down is oh i need to come to a central focus I need to have a still room. I need to raise my vibration to the point where I am in line with the level of the entity I want to contact. I need to provide a method for them to speak to me through a form of manifestation. That might be the water, the candle, the incense, um, a divination form, something. Um, I know that when I encounter this spirit, I can expect these phenomenon. I know that I can use this to test this spirit. Oh yeah, and I also need... The sigil and the in i'm going to use
0: well i mean that that's literally one question i got was um uh, uh please give me a spell to contact this spirit named xyz no spell um it's just a, a whole process you have to learn and go through learn the foundational stuff so that you can get to that point where you you contact the spirit and it's not just that spirit it's all spirits yeah you know? but it seems to be this this you need a spell to contact the spirit you need a different spell to contact the spirit um because this is what people are coming across on the internet on youtube and TikTok, and you know all these instant quick fixes uh because of the short short videos um you know a bit of a problem um, Jono said, so Insta Magic. I'm not sorry, my mouse is going all weird. Uh, Insta do you know how I can instantly stop really high winds? Uh, it's kind of urgent. Thanks. Craig said, Jono, I've heard up charcoal was good for wind. I was going to say, stop eating with baked like beans. Um, but yeah, I
1: didn't even think <laughs> of that. <sighs> but uh, yeah, I
0: mean. Stopping high winds, you can tie them into, into not magic. Um, That's
1: what I was going to suggest. Tie them up. That, yeah, um, tie them up. And the thing is, it's the goal isn't always to stop them, it's to tie them up and have them for later. But that does, in effect, stop them in some ways. I've successfully used that kind of wind not magic in uh, situations with tornadoes. So. It does, it's it's pretty close to instant, I guess. Except the problem is, you already need to know how to tie up wins.
0: No, I was, yeah, I was saying that you, you've got to know how to do it. Yeah. You know, this is, and the game's open, You problem. Know, how do you do this? Tie it up. Do this with a knot. Say these words. Tie the wind into the knot. But just doing the action and saying the words isn't going to do anything. You've got to know how to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, what. To, all the stuff behind it
1: yeah Um, so to that end um, I use a virgin usually cotton but definitely natural material thread virgin means the same thing here that it does in most other magic not used for anything else before made only used for this and um, I connect with the wind for me that's kind of like a astral projection rider on the storm kind of thing I go into a mm-hmm. trance. I do it outside where I can feel the weather and the wind and I usually prop myself facing the direction it's coming from, usually leaning up against a tree or something because uh, I will when I astral project, I my body is no longer conscious. And I go ride right on the wind is the best I can describe it and connect with the storm. Get in that vibration. Feel become part of it and then i think of it like a flock of birds you know a flock of birds moves as a murmuration not because necessarily one decided to go this way and everyone else followed but because the feeling moves together and so i become part of that flock of birds that is part of the wind and i move it Uh, that's the hardest part that I don't really know how to describe except through the experience of connecting with the wisdom of the birds and then bring it back down quickly grab my cord make a circle I always have wind tying cords ready (laughs) I keep them around make a circle like that so this just overlapped just pinched into a little thing hold the pinch speak the wind through the thing and then pull the knot closed on the last breath that's the physicality of it and then it's knotted in the the cord and you can't always fit it all in one cord um Mm. you know so that's one of the reasons I always have uh storm uh cords and wind cords ready I have them all over the house all over everywhere um because when I spin a batch I just kind of make a batch um but yeah pull it all together connect and then put it into the knot and then later you can untie it and use it for something.
0: Um, awesome. Johnny said, thanks, Greg. Energy raising the charcoal as crystal. Eating the charcoal. Um, I was thinking about tying up the winds with not magic, uh, otherwise, it's chainsaw so we'll work for me the whole day tomorrow. Uh, and Johnny and Patrick said, so I'll figure it out. Uh, thanks, guys. Great show. All right. Good
1: luck.
0: Uh I I've got to go do magic. Cool. It's gonna go do magic. All right, good stuff. And uh, Richard said no wonder people who would rather pay a lot of money rather than put in the effort to learn the craft. Oh. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Well I, I find it kind, kind of exciting and interesting to, to learn. So done like in the world. Frustrating at most times. I mean, it's really irritating. <laughs> it's like, you know, am I ever going to get this right? Do I need, actually know what I'm talking about? Do you know, um, I've, I've, I've actually. I mean, I've, I remember instances and times where I've, I've actually stood outside and screamed because I feel like nobody's hearing me and I'm just wasting my fucking time. You know? Yeah. I just want some kind of proof. Just give me something. And I've literally screamed at every single spirit out there, every single god and goddess from every single pantheon I'm sick and tired of this rubbish. <laughs> nothing's out. Help- nothing's working. I'm giving up. I've done that over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> Say,
1: every magician has the standing on a hill in a storm screaming at the gods <laughs> point in their story arc. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Are you going to help me or not? Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Yeah, yeah. But, um, at Jono going to, to do magic, I will say that one necessary component of magic is need. A lot of people don't think about that. Um, mm. I find it in a lot of old books, I find it in a lot of new books too, but then it gets forgotten that need really is one of the necessary components in there, that you have to really need it, and you don't have to really want it, you can want things, and that's not the same as needing something. yeah Yeah. well desire is is a good part of that but desire gets conflated with want oh i desire this i want this i'd really like this and Hmm. that's not enough it has to be more than that it has to actually be a need now you can you can take a want and make it a need that's a magical skill um but Hmm. it has to be an a need in order for it to have that that bit
0: it's actually one of the things I've found very very difficult um, within my own practice and I remember coming up against this when I was being taught about the was that idea of um, uh, focus on an emotion Mm. and weld that emotion up inside you until you can feel it find that so difficult because emotions for me are a very very tricky thing really um yeah um i mean i've, I've been told I'm, I'm completely an athlete non-emotional at times um i am How do you get emotional and yeah. um, i have emotions obviously but yeah. i can't i find anger's very easy
1: angers um yeah I, anger's the easiest anger's one
0: when mm-hmm. I mean, my teens i used to have rage attacks so i know what anger and rage is like but um, various other emotions I find very difficult to actually get the feeling, know what it feels like. Um, but it was that kind of well it up um, until you can feel it intensely and then f- um, kind of focus on what point of the body you actually feel it. Uh-huh. And then well, you later on you can do the same thing but you've got a focus point and then you can put it into your magic and everything else, focus It's know, just one of those things. What was that difficult to uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I I went through those same exercises of um, let yourself be consumed by whatever the emotion is, you know, and um, Mm. just completely overwhelmed by it, bring it up, tell it's everything, and then pay attention. Where do you feel this? What does it feel like? What are the reactions you're having? So on and so forth. And then use that later to recreate that, but in a remote, removed, controlled fashion. Instead of being mm. overwhelmed by the emotion, now you're you're triggering the emotion, you're controlling it, you're channeling it. But I would say yeah. that's you know that's definitely um, a reliable, um, universal method of magic that everyone mm. can try out because it's accessible. Everyone has emotions okay. and can try this this method as a way to access that kind of energy but, you know, might be easy, why not? As with every single thing, that's why we have all these different methods and all these different ways to accomplish stuff in our modern times. You know, back in prehistory, the isolated tribes of humans that were doing magic probably only had so many different ways. However many had been discovered by the people in their tribes that they had passed down. But now we've got the proliferation of the internet and we have probably hundreds of different methods at our disposal to give a try one of them's got to work for you you just got to keep going until you find the one that works
0: yeah on the one hand that's uh, makes things better yeah. sometimes makes things difficult mm. uh surely this cat says ha 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 that is so true yeah uh, I think that's me screaming
1: at the yeah place. Um, yeah, standing on the hill screaming at the gods absolutely <laughs> so if you're there in your journey good job, you're on the path <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, we definitely don't talk about all the fluffy good stuff around here <laughs> we'll make you aware of all the shit stuff that happened so that means you're, it means you're doing good
1: if you feel like you don't know that you can go on you're probably on the path. If you feel like an absolute imposter, doing good.
0: <laughs> yeah, doing very good. Uh, Luna said, should you be worried, Lee? John? I only mean, there's a few blocks from you. Is it Wendy outside your window? Uh, if it was windy, you'd see my curtains going crazy. Um, The weather's so... I actually... that's Funny little story. She's completely off track. Um, <laughs> my sister lives in, in Wamesh, where I think Jono actually lives. And I think it was, it must have been about five years ago. There was a tornado that went through. And the weird thing was, it kind of, it hit um, the, the shopping centre. Um I've forgotten the name of it now. Shopping centre just, just up the road from them, actually. I mean, it's like a five-minute drive, literally. It hit there tore that to pieces, went around on both sides, went around my sister's house, and then connected again on the other side and went straight through (laughs) energy. They didn't feel anything. It kind of separated and did this. (laughs) Really weird. It gets strange over here. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Tornadoes
1: are like that. Go Mm. bouncing and skipping. Weird paths of destruction. Super weird.
0: Uh, okay, this, uh, well, we oh, Craig, uh, Jono. At didn't Casanova solidify his position as a court magician because he shouted at the storm and uh, got struck by lightning? didn't know that about Casanova myself, yeah. I know that,
1: that about Casanova, but I mean, I, I was referencing um, uh, Terry Pratchett referencing the common um trope in mythology of you're going to have a hard time if you're wearing copper armor standing on top of a hilltop in a rainstorm yelling all gods are bastards that's how you yeah. find out if the gods really do exist
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I see, that, that reminds me of um, um way of weird Ryan Bates
1: mm, yeah
0: um, yeah, that title right I think so yeah um where the, there's that uh, where the um heathen is starts like talking shit about thought um saying so, yeah I, he went to the full of the giants and he you know he didn't really get anything done and blah 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 etc and really talking shit about thought and making the thunder come more and more and more <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah I'd say um yeah. antagonism is definitely a uh, well a tested part of folk magic um I, there was a meme going around online for a while where someone was talking about going to a museum and and finally seeing these translations and their favorite rain spell was a magician just walking outside pouring water on the ground and going see it's not that hard <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Uh all right. Uh, Richard said it's storming uh, but not as bad. If he hasn't worried it might not be that bad. It could be a name set It's literally just down the road, but still. Um and Deb said, well, hot balls take care of things. <laughs> <laughs> right, Deb. All right. I think that brings us to the end of the show today. Yep. I can't remember what we're doing next week.
1: Um religious deprogramming.
0: Oh yes, we'll just do programming while Yeah. We'll talk about
1: yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk about yeah. uh people praying for you, um dealing with conversion, um, dealing with uh you know living in an overculture that is different from your worldview, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, um, and how to handle people who want to pray for you and things like that. Uh, uh, sorry, I've just got comments come through. Uh, Craig said Colin Wilson mentioned Casanova in his book of the occult part of the festival showing off the show of the party. That's Casanova. Um, Kerry said, Yelling at the gods, me of Saint, punishing in some forms of folk magic. Yes, okay, yeah. Um, uh, Luna, John, and I have wooden rain frogs which we use to stop. And start the rain. Cool. Oh, and Tromble's Cats Lee, Thor just showed itself to you. I just gave him a gift because a huge storm will begin here. Uh, You started talking about Thor as soon as I was done with (laughs) the Funny
1: how that works sometimes.
0: Kismet. Yeah. I love that word,
1: Kismet. Yep. Well, thank you all for the all conversation right, today. Um, it has yes, been interesting and wide-ranging and I appreciate everybody tuning in and participating. It's great.
0: Hmm. And hopefully, okay, we'll see everybody next week. Yeah. So have a good
1: one. Enjoy the the good. Aquarius new moon today. It's mm-hmm. quite a quite a powerhouse. So all right. Bye. Okay,
0: have a good one. Bye-bye.